Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Views on View. I'm your host, Lindsay Wardell. And with me today is special guest, Anthony Fu. Welcome, Anthony. Yeah, hi. Welcome to the show. Anthony, would you mind introducing yourself for our listeners so they know how awesome you are? Okay. Okay, so hi, I'm Anthony. I'm one of the VIEW coding members, and I'm the author of the VIEW Youth and VIEW Demi. And recently, I'm reading to the beat, uh, the, the bundle, and I did quite a few plugins to it and um, an optionated template called VDES. Awesome. Our sponsor today is This.Labs a best-in-class consultancy specializing in staff augmentation, architecture support, and leadership, and training for startup and enterprise organizations. Find out more at this.labs.com or send us an email at hi at this.co. I'd also like to point out on your your personal site, you describe yourself as a fanatical full-time open sorcerer, which I thought was an excellent description. Yeah, Um, I just become the full-time surgeon last week, since last week. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And for anyone who is interested, if you go to Anthony's site, you will see a large number of open source projects and packages that are there. I highly recommend taking a look. There's a lot of awesome stuff in there uh, beyond what we'll be talking about today, including a, I was just looking at the package Reactive View, so you could use the Composition API and React components. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different Vt ecosystem packages uh, that we won't be able to get to all of them, unfortunately. I definitely recommend taking a look. Uh, We'll make sure there's a link to your website in the show notes. Yeah, Anthony, could you tell me a bit about how you got into programming? Okay. So actually, uh, I will start programming since I'm like primary school. And I got friends that really into the programming and show me that a few programs he made. And I'm really like impressive with that how it can done. Like since back back then, we are using Windows and he wrote a program that, that can record your like key press. So like it will capture all your key, key press history so it can get your password or something like that. Yeah, that, that one make me like, oh yeah, the program is really cool. So so from, from that point, I started to learn C Sharp. Oh yeah, it's actually Visual Basic at the beginning and switch to the C Sharp. It's called it's the .NET framework, right? And then time slide to my my freshman year of my college, and I started like trying to build a website for myself. And then I started to learn a little bit like JavaScript and and front framework. So it was start for me that I start with jQuery. So at that time. And th- like that, and then 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 know something called the view, and the, the view like is at that time is quite kind like becomes very popular. So I take a look and learn learn a bit. So after that, I I have like uh with on my like senior year, and I have my I mm, me and my friends got together trying to make an like app. For like splitting, uh, splitting financial problems, it's not very financial. Like, uh, we got fr- uh, a little group of friends going out, and like we we would like to pay bills and doing that. And maybe maybe that is called like if you need to spell every bills into like AA, we call it AA. That's split evenly, and you need to get a lot of change. It's kind of like 
not very convenient way to do that. So we make an app for that. So we can record that everyone spend too much and paid paid how much. And at the end of the uh, the the travel or the vacation, we can clean, uh, like settle them up. So that app that app we use the Nox as the begin Nox as the base and using view. So that that's the things that I really start getting into view ecosystems. And then like we heard about that view. Uh, is planning to release Vue 3 and there's a big design called Vue Composition API. So at that time, Vue 3 is not ready yet. And, but the, the, the Composition API looks very awesome. So there is a community package called like, uh, Vue Composition API. It's a plugin for Vue 2 that enable you to use Vue Composition APIs in Vue 2. So that one, uh, becomes the official one later, and then after a few, after a few months later, so the the project, the the original author of the of this project just I don't know like get not not very active on open source, so I took it over. So that's the that's the point I joined the view team to maintain that project. Yeah, that's the basically story for me to get into like programming and view. That's awesome. I love how you were you you were introduced into the view core team specifically to work on the composition API piece. That's that's that was how you got in. That's really cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's kind of like the open source, I don't know, this a very great opportunities of, of of open source that you can contribute to projects. And like if you make like significant contributions you may get some like something in real world like you can maybe you can get being the contributor of that project or maybe join the team of the the large-scale project ecosystem or something like that nice for for those who may not have made that jump into contributing to an open source project were you nervous at all what how did you how did you feel starting to contribute to that project okay i think at the very beginning to doing comp- uh, open source, yes, it still gets kind of like nervous or like scared of do- doing things. Things is you you usually you usually facing a like well maintained project or like large scale project like view or something like that. The code is like view well written and like maybe maybe you you are not very confident of your skills to like make change that don't break everything. So I think. It's kind of like good thing that someone would like to encourage you to like doing pull requests for like typos or something that you can. It's not very like significant contributions, but it means means a uh means something. Things that you will get familiar with the workflows of the GitHub or the open source communities, and like uh you can doing that with a starting point and start to do more contributions, and like for me. And I would like I got I, I got a few projects and people will like open issues time to times and sometimes that's some issues are really kind of like straightforward to fix. So I would like I would normally like encourage them to like would you like to send a PR? Oh, uh, would you like to do that? So basically, I think that's don't don't like uh don't think that you need to like do. A lot or like you have to know a lot 
to do to start doing contributions. That's even smaller contributions more welcome. Awesome, thank you. So at some point you made the the switch from just working on the the composition API plugin for Vue two to working on a large number of projects, including Vitas, including yeah. a, lo- a large number of other things. Again, there's a, there's a great list on your website. Everyone should go look at it. How is that transition moving from working on a single open source project to a large number? Okay. So, yeah. Actually, this, this is a little bit hard for me. Things like, actually, I'm more like, uh, and I don't know that. Uh, you you have like two roles in open source, uh, may, maybe not two, but for me that there is the uh, contributors and there are the creators, right? So you are create if you are creators, you are doing new things, new projects, uh, by your own, and doing uh, being contributors that you are like helping others or like doing pro requests or doing like maintaining process to other projects. For me, that's I'm doing that both at the very beginning. So I have like a few my personal projects, and then I I think actually I start view use before like maintaining view composition APIs. So since that view use, my my goal of view use is to use to make it possible to like uh being re- being like usable for both view two and view three. So at that times I'm relying on the view composition APIs plugin. But at some point, the the comp- the composition API plugin is not very active maintained. So since I rely on it, it has mi- a little bit misalignment with Vue three. So that ma- that made my work difficult. So I like volunteer myself to maintain that project. So yeah, I just create an issue there, and even that's all cool. Yes, that's great. So that's why I'm starting doing like maintaining for for it. Yeah, I think that for me is a, also a, an opportunity that you can make a project or like contribute to a project, and you make make it. Maybe you can find some problems, and that you can maybe solve it. So that's like my inspiration comes from. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've definitely run into that problem of I'm working on something and a dependency of mine either needs an update or is no longer getting updated. So that that definitely makes sense as a as a Bridge. And I'm glad you brought up view use since that is one of the tools used in Vitas. It's if if you if people haven't seen it before, it's a great library full of basic basically custom hooks, right? If you were using React terminology. Uh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very impressed with the work there. So it's very cool. Another library that you worked on, which I think ties in with the composition API, is the View Demi. Yeah. How does how does View Demi work? Okay, so that so first of all, that I, when I'm creating, like doing view use, it's at the time view three is not very, it's not ready yet. It's it's just in alpha. So I think that will be a good opportunity, like, uh, for me, like to make it work for both and make everybody transitions quite smoothly. Since that, like you you got same you got the same functionalities, with in in your in your current app, and later, if you want to like migrate to view three, is that it's possible, and you can like take the advantage of view composition APIs first. So, so at the very beginnings, I would uh, think that you will need to like import different APIs. So, 
for view use, I, I release two versions each time. Each, uh, one for view, one for view two and one for view three under the NPM tag, like at view two and at view three. So, and later on, that I, I would find that it's a common need for like library author to figure out their library to support both version. So I'm thinking if, if I can extract the logical, uh, to be reused. So then I figured out a way. So I made view dummy. It's just, it's original is, uh, and functionality inside view use. And then it, it comes out and view use it is now relying on view dummy now. So view dummy is kind of like a hacky thing, actually. So it used the npm post installs, uh, the hooks. So basically, when you install view dummy, it will fire off the, the hooks and then it will detect your, your environment. If you have the view two installed, it will switch to the API of view, view two. And if you got view three, it will import like from view. So it's basically like, uh, and, and package that doing the, 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 the import redirect. So if you into, if you look into the files, it's actually basically export the, the star sign from view. Yeah. Export. So yeah, it export all the things from view. It's something like that. But in the view too, it's a little bit tricky since you got the view condition area plugin. You, you will need to install it. But the, the idea is basically the same. So you can just replace all like if you want to import from view, you now import from view dummy and it will redirect through the correct package based on the user's environment. That's really cool, yeah. And that way, no matter what system you're in, you still have the same imports. That's yeah, that's really cool. So I just wanted to go over those packages since view use in particular is is part of Vitas and view demi is, is a key piece of view use. I just was really impressed by both of those while I was digging in and trying to learn as much as I could. So let's get into Veet at this point in general. You note on your website that you're very interested in Veet. What what is interesting about Veet to you? This is actually the first episode in on Views on View where we're talking a lot about Veet. So I'm curious what interested you in the project and what benefit you see uh, compared to either Nuxt or View CLI or whatever. Okay, so like I don't I I'm, I would think that Veet is more like a div server and then a bundler. Yeah, things I things this notion about that is it will use it will do not it will not bundle your code. It just leave the ESM uh format into a browser. So it thinks your browser your modern browser is already known about the ESM module system. So it will like request to the sub modules. So you don't need to bundle it. So it's really fast. And combining with the ES build and like like JavaScript compiler written Go, and and which is like 100. Is I don't know that they they are saying that is kind of like 100 percent, uh, 100 times faster than tra- traditional like web Babel or Webpack something like that. So using that, which is the div servers that's really fast and with and with the HMI, which is the hot module replacement building. So every time you make a change, it will ju- only refresh that module you changed. So it's, so you, you, you don't need to like do, 
Like in Webpack, you will need to rebundle everything. Even even if you have a cache, you still need to a lot. You still need to doing a lot of things to make an a module reload. Uh, within which is not a problem since every module is individuals into the browser. So you you just re- refresh that module, everything works. So it's really fast. And at the 1.0, like 1.0 is actually not released. It's into the RC phase and then get abandoned into the view tool. So everything like the API is redesigned. And then uh, the final state, stable version. Uh, the first stable version is actually 2.0. So in, in 1.0 is coupled with view and it got some view specific logic to handle the SFC files to make it hot, to make it reload fast. And in view two, the architecture is changed and we make the, the plugin system universal. So you don't need to like written two different logic for div and the build. I think bundle, bundle is a, another process is actually different from div server. So, and in view two, uh, view, the view, view is decoupled from bits. So bits now can like, uh, running is, is kind of framework agnostic, agnostic. Yeah. So, so basically I'm really into this is because that at that time I would like, I, I would really like to try view three. And at, and that times even says that view, which is like the best place for you to like get started with view three since it's really fast combining with the view three's uh, performance improvement. So like you can really make a quick preview of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm getting to into bits. Awesome. When I went freelance, I was still only a few years into my development career. My first contract, I was paid 60 bucks an hour. Due to feedback from my friends, I raised it to 120 bucks an hour on the next contract. And due to the podcasts I was involved in and the screencasts I had made in the past, I started getting calls from people I'd never even heard of who wanted me to do development work for them because I had done that kind of work or talked about or demonstrated that kind of work in the videos and podcasts that I was making. Within a year, I was able to more than double my freelancing rates and I had more work than I could handle. If you're thinking about freelancing or have a profitable but not busy or fulfilling freelance practice, let me show you how to do it in my Dev Heroes Accelerator. Dev heroes aren't just people who devs admire, they're also people who deliver for clients who know, like, and trust them. Let me help you double your income and fill your slowdowns. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com. One of the things I'm really impressed with with Vite, uh, which you did bring up, is that it is framework agnostic. So on the website, vjs.dev, where you're scaffolding your first project, it lists all the different frameworks that you can use. Or you could just use vanilla JavaScript, but you've got View, React, Preact, Lit Element. I think I saw Solid JS is working on uh, yeah a template as well. And yeah, the suppose post built is is working in progress as well. Nice. Yeah, I just think it's really cool that all this effort is going into essentially just the developer experience and just making developers' lives easier. Because yeah. in the end, I mean. In the end, it's always going to be compiled somehow, whether it's using Rollup or ESBuild or Webpack. And yeah. the end user will get a website that they can use. But 
the the attention to detail that's being given to the developer experience, I think, is very important to make all of our lives as developers that much easier. So we can start up our applications faster. We can make changes faster. I mean, I was below. I was very impressed even with just Vue CLI, the the hot module reload compared to having to restart an entire server if you're in C sharp or Java sometimes. But just the yeah. how fast it is in V compared to even Vue CLI is just so much better. It's nice. So you wanted to explore Vue three with V is what I was hearing. And that's that's the same reason I started to explore it. And it's and it provided an excellent playground for that. What got you started on building Vitas itself? Okay, so like my first uh, when 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 the view and Vit into RC phase, I like yeah, it's the time for me to like get started with Vue three. So I made a website called iComps, uh, which is um like browser or searcher, a browser for like icons from different icon sets. The open source icon sets, so you can. Or you can like copy their ID or just download as SVG or something. So yeah, that's the things I would like to have for a long while. Things, yeah, like different icon sets have different websites, right? So like for material design icons, you get in you you have to visit their 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 website to find the which which icons you want and copy their ID. Things like like different. Icons that have different naming, naming philosophies, things like one is for like add, one is for like plus. Yeah, for the same icons. Yeah, you, you, you really got, you you really need to like, to go there to search if, if that was, that would hit what you want. So, so for me, that's, that experience not very good. So that I would like, like to make one myself. So I use the view and view with as a, as the like for me is like to try them, so I made a website using them. So at at making them, I will find out that the ecosystem is not there, right? So since Vita is a fairly new thing, it's unlike Webpack. You 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 are basically like if you do a Google search, you are basically find what you want. Since there are many loaders, many plugins for them, then in Vita that is at that time there is no no. Not that many. So, so first that I would, I write a few plugins for my own needs. One of them is that with, com, with plugins components, it's, it's more like, it's like the Nox component thing. Uh, it will like import, pl- import components for you. So you don't need to like import and register the components every time. So you just type the name and it will search for the like components folder. So it will auto, uh, automatically, uh, import it for you. So it is some, it's kind of something that boot up, boost up my speed of working up a website. So I don't need to like do it all over. So I just need to focus on my logs, fo- focus on my site. So yeah, that's the initially the motivation for me to like get into the view ecosystem. So then I made a few sites. Then, then I find that I would that I would need to do a lot of similar things like set up for plugins for Vite, and maybe like copy copy paste a few like things to get everything work, and like maybe like set set up tailwinds, set up 
different things. So then I'm thinking that why, why, why cannot make them start a template that include, include all the things I need. So I don't need to like starting doing it over and over. So yeah, I basically, uh, extract some, something from like the icon size and make it into the VDES. And later on, that's something like more the size I build. I wrote some different plugins for it and I, I just like throwing to the VDES. So make it, uh, like minimal demos of each plugin so that people can like get it. It's, it's actually not in, initially like full. I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like this popular. It's just, for me, like to, to do, to do not doing the duplicate work. So yeah. So it's, it's for me, it's that big surprise for me to like, it's get like so many, uh, people liking it. So it's now like a showcase of different plugins that you, what, what you can do for invite. And then you can get started with this, with like kind of like similar experience with Knox. But yeah, not, not, not the SSR part, but we have SSG things. For me, that's SSR is not my, like, my needs, like, requirement for that. Uh, but maybe that's when sometimes I need, I would need to get in, involved with SSR and maybe I can make the VDES, uh, have SSR support, something like that. So it's like involving with my, my, my website. And like, I, I would do it. I would make one more website and I need some features and I would make plugins. And then I would like to, uh, make it back to VDAS and uh, something like that. Yeah. I, when I discovered VDAS the first time, uh, I think it was from a tweet that you put out about it. I, I'll be honest. I looked at it and said, Oh, this is Nuxt, but for Vite, you know, the same, the same <laughs> basic concept, right? Granted, yeah. it's it's not server side render, but you do have the static site generation. You do have the pages folder and a components folder that auto import the components where you need them. Um, you are using those view three features like the the script setup block instead of having to to export everything. It's just by default you have access to script setup. Yeah, or yeah, script setup. For a second, I thought I was saying it backwards. Anyway, you have all of these plugins pre-built and like you said as examples uh i really appreciated as i was digging in the uh internationalization plugin giving a very clear example of how to use it so i i think in many ways this is the kind of tooling that needs to be built around Vite so that it can be widely adopted as a tool that people are using even if it's not at like large-scale companies where something like server-side rendering is needed or you need just to to render an application and view CLI is sufficient. I I see something like Vitas being an easy adoption path to get started with Vite and actually use it for projects for actual deployments. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like talking about that, the script setup things. Yeah, I'm really into it. It's it's really a great way to like work with composition APIs since you don't need to like routes that, uh, like export defaults and define components. And then you need, we will need to pass an object to it. You just raise everything that you want. And like you, you want to array, you just const, const a, uh, equal to array and, and a will like 
uh, immediately accessible in your templates, you need, you, 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 you would not, you would not need to like return it or like you need to export it. It just like, it kind of like looks like, uh, in context of, of JS files, since that's uh, the variable you declare above that is accessible in your templates is that it's really like, for me, is that really, uh, uh, efficiency boost since yeah, I, I, I would save a lot of work. So yeah, I, I set it as a default style for VDAS things. Yeah, it's, it's really great. So if you haven't tried it, maybe you can give it a try. We'll definitely second that. I, I enjoy working with it every time I get the opportunity. Uh, in many ways, it feels like what Svelte does, where you can just declare variables, but you're able to do that inside of view and you get the power of the, the composition API. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of that. What was the experience like using, I, I don't know which came first, your website or, or Vitas at this point, but what was the experience of building your website using Vitas, considering you do have a blog, you do have different pages that you're working on? What, what, how did that feel compared to what you were using previously? Okay, so previously I would, I'm using that Grimsum for my sites. Yeah, it's, it's more like a Gatsby, but for view. Yeah, I, I actually quite, quite satisfied with the, the, the outcomes and the experience. But since that I'm like very into bits and I build a lot of ecosystem to it. So, so I'm thinking that why not I can, I can like switch to my, my, my site into bits. So I took uh, a few while. And along the way, I mean, I mean, also need to like solve an, a different problem things that maybe like you would need to update ho- the headers, like the title, the description, or like the, the OG image things with, along with the different pages you view or different post things. So yeah. So it, it took me a, a little bit while for me, for to, for the migration things. Yeah, the ecosystem still need to do, still need to like grow and improve. So yeah, so finally that we I I made the switch to it, and yeah, I'm really happy with it. Things that I don't know, like things that I I'm, I'm really familiar with, and a lot of tools made by of my own. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. So and after that, things great on is is for view two now, and so switch to view three, or switch to beat and the view three. I'm not able to use the screen setup things. So I'm really happy with it. So I don't need to like return in options APIs. It's kind of like that. Nice. Yeah. I used to use Gridsome for my personal site and then I switched it to Nuxt after, after having a number of interviews with people from the Nuxt team, they convinced me. Uh, <laughs> okay. but I'm, I'm definitely eyeing exploring Vitas and, and seeing if I can do the same thing with my website there. Especially, like you said, love to be able to write with just the composition API and view three, be able to embrace that future. Were there any any pain points that you came across with your migration from Gridsome that you weren't able to build around? Was there any features of Gridsome that you were missing? Or were you able to kind of replicate everything you needed to for your website? Okay, so like for Gridsum, it's like designed for like say static websites, if I'm right. And like 
every rule says already made them and you can like written a like GraphQL things to import your data from your articles. Like your markdown files, you can transform it into the, the APIs and you can request everything you want and make the page uh, very simple. But in this, everything is just, I don't know, uh, it's kind of like built from scratch. So you need to like, I read a markdown to build a uh, plugin. So things I would need to use plugins and then I use uh, uh, like file-based routing since it's not built in with this with, with just a um, dev server. And that one would need for me that I can create uh, one markdown files and uh, put into under the like post directories and it will automatically reflect to into my URLs. So yeah, I don't need to. So then I don't need to like configure the root things manually. And then I would need to like get a full list of my posts. Things I would need to like the, the page you calculate blog things, you would need to like list all the posts for them to click in. So, and that one would be a little bit hacky. Um, things that you would need to like search for all the files you have and make a list that's accessible in the client code. It's something kind of like that, but yeah, I can, I, I, at, at the, uh, eventually I get it, I manage it, get it works. Thanks. Are there any features that you're, you're thinking of implementing in Vitas? Is there any, any roadmap for what's coming? Or is it just as you run into things, you kind of want to build them? But beyond that, it's just building a nice opinionated tool that works for what you need. Yeah. I, I think it's more like the later ones things. Yeah. It's, it's just a template for myself, actually. So, so I also have a note on the readme's coin that, uh, yeah, if, if you want to like maintaining your folks or like you have your different opinions about that, yeah, you, you are free, you are free to do that. And like, if you feel it's great, I am happy to like featuring your, like your folks or something to my, my readme's. Yeah, I already got quite uh, a few of them. One of his V, v leads. So basically, like, the, he removed the, uh, the interna internationalization parts, the, the parts they, they don't need. But I think that also be, can be a good starting point for different needs. Like, maybe you, you don't want to have, like, too many features since VDAS have. But, uh, but for me, that's, um, since this is a template for myself, I, I would more like to, like remove things rather, I think remove things is much faster than adding things. So I make add, add, like all the things I would potentially need into VDES and then I, I build a site on, on top of them and I just did it what I, what I don't, what I don't need. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically fa faster than that. You, you need to like figure out how which package to install and how to like configure it. Yeah, delete is much faster. So yeah, basically I don't have a roadmap for it, but I will see that if like community requests some things, I would consider about that. So if that makes sense to me, I would like to yeah, if if you want to like contribute to it, I'm happy to receive it or like review it for you. And then 
Uh, yeah, also that if you got a request, then yeah, it that makes sense to me, and maybe I can implement it as well. Awesome. Well, based on the the amount of talk I've seen about, on it on Twitter, I would imagine that you're going to get some people coming in uh, requesting some issues. Um, there's there's been at least a few conversations I saw where people were like, "Hey, if, if you haven't looked at this, you really should. It's it's up and coming new <laughs> new thing." So yeah, they really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great. Thank you for talking about Vetus and all of the other libraries we've talked about. This has been wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to having me here. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production. And you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. At this point, we will move on to picks. Picks are the part of the show where we share things that we like with the community. Uh, they don't have to be programming related. And Anthony, since you've been talking most of this time, I'll go first. So my pick today is a book, and it is Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. It is the first novel in the Expanse series. I've just been on a really big sci-fi kick, and I started reading the Expanse books years ago. I don't remember exactly when, but I, it took too long for me to get the second one from the library. I've been, I've been borrowing them from the library and I, I just lost interest for a bit. I just recently listened to the audiobook for Leviathan Wakes again. It is an excellent sci-fi based in the future where humanity has expanded into the solar system. There is also a series, I believe it's on Amazon Prime at this point, for The Expanse going into sixth season. I can't remember. I haven't watched it because I'm trying to do the books first. And either way, highly recommend it. It's an excellent book. It's an excellent series. Um, so that is my pick today. Anthony, do you have a pick for us? Yeah, I guess I'm doing that. I'm being the boring guy. So I think I would like to... My pick is still about programming. So yeah, I would like to... My pick is to... And project called Windows CSS is basically a compiler or a folk version for uh, Windy CSS, but it's like on demand. Thing. Uh, it's unlike Windy CSS. It, it will like do, uh, prepare everything for you and purge things you don't need. Uh, so for Windy CSS, it's another thing, another way around. So it will compile what you actually use and what you what you didn't use it what doesn't uh in fact to you it's kind of like very similar to this philosophy is kind of on demand and it's it it as a result it's really fast on bit it's kind of like 30 to 100 percent faster than windy css on bit in the div server i would say that maybe the difference between the production building is not very significant but for the developer experience, it's really good. Yeah, like you definitely try, need to check out. Nice. And what was the name of it again? Uh, Windy CSS. I will send you on the chat. Awesome. Great. We'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for that as well. Awesome. So, Anthony, where can people find you if they want to continue this conversation or learn about the, the work you've been doing? Okay, so my Twitter handle is antfu 7 and my GitHub handle is NTFU without a seven. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
and hope you all enjoyed listening to this episode. You can find more of us at viewsonview.com or at devchat.tv. You can also find us on Twitter at viewsonview. And I am at Lindsay K. Wardell on Twitter. Hope you have a good day and we'll see you next time. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.